And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. No, we're gonna Beefcake! have to. You know we're gonna have to do a uh, career retrospective for this man now. Uh, there's no way around it. I, I would say. I mean, I think we just have to do it. Roddy Piper might get bumped. He might get bumped <laughs> to the end of yeah. the line. I mean, I guess he might have to, right? Yeah. Your video cut out. Oh, there you are. Well. Yours has frozen completely, so... Okay. Well, let's see here. Nope, my... I don't know what that means. Uh, for, for once, it says that our connection is strong there, Doc Manson at Doc Manson. It is good to see your face. It is good to hear your yours. voice. Oh, there, there you are. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we got together socially uh, since the last time we recorded a podcast, but it's it's been a while. Um, first things first... Walk me through. Actually, let's. Well, first things first. How is the Manson family, including the Misses and uh, the young whippersnapper Oscar? Uh, there were some medical issues there briefly. Uh, has has the patient made a full recovery? Well, Oscar, for those of you who don't know, was diagnosed with bladder stones. Uh, we noticed some blood in his urine a couple weekends back, and. You know, we brought him to the vet, assuming it'd be a simple UTI or something along those lines. But no, no, bladder stones, which required surgery. So, uh, yeah, he was in the doggy hospital for, uh, I don't know, 36 hours or so. Uh, went in on a Thursday, which is the day, of course, that we would normally record DDT Wrestling, explaining our absence. Um, that was two weeks ago. And we picked him up on Friday evening. He has, I'd say, made a a relative full recovery. I say relative only because it's only been a little over a week. Uh, they recommend, you know, the full sort of, I mean, not full recovery period, but you have to really treat him with kids' gloves for the first 14 days. So we're halfway through, you know, that, that, that dictated recovery period. But I will say he's doing very well. Um, you know, there's all the bruising has gone away from, you know, just the trauma of surgery. Um, the incision looks very clean. It doesn't appear to have any uh, inflammation. So, uh, And he is, in fact, starting to act like his old jerk self, which can only mean that he is feeling better in some regards. So uh, all things considered, he is doing very well. I, <clears throat> I am glad to hear that. <clears throat> it was a tense time. I believe we saw each other on the day you, you know, I was there when you got the call that the patient was ready to be picked up. And you <clears throat> took off pretty soon after that, obviously, to uh, get your baby cakes and bring him back home. Um, he looked he looked drugged. I didn't know dogs could look drugged, but that was one drugged out dog. In the pictures that Mrs. Manson, I think, tweeted. Um, oh, 
Well, that's funny you say that because actually he was not really acting. <laughs> he was not really acting extremely drugged. There was a time almost a year ago when he broke a tooth on a Nylabone. So, folks out there, yes, your dogs can break their teeth on Nylabones. Uh, we no longer give Oscar a Nylabone, uh, any of those toys. But yeah, when he when we picked him up from that tooth extraction, he was he was stoned. He did not recognize us. His pupils were as large as you know his stomach. Um, he he was completely out of it for some time after we picked him up. This time, thirty six hours after surgery, none of the anesthetics were still in effect. But you know, certainly he was it was post surgery. He was on a minor sort of painkiller. Um, so. I think he was just mostly tired, to be honest. All right. Well, but that could be. There was be certainly it, recognition but... on his behalf, <clears throat> things like that. So You were chuckling before because I, I have a water bottle that is literally the size of my head. And the reason why I'm chuckling about that, folks, because you may not know this about DC Matthews, but he has a very large head. So to see a water bottle. Also that size, it's just like, my God. Yeah. I mean, it's good to stay hydrated throughout this show, but, you know, if you drink all of that, you're just going to refill it before we're done here. Uh, so, you know, I... You're going you're gonna to bring that thing underneath the desk, and, and you know what I'm saying. You know I, what I'm saying. I have considered, there have been podcasts where I've considered that. Um, but, uh, you know, I have a, I have a water bottle that I use in my classroom. It's 48 ounces because I like to fill it up and just drink it throughout the day. And a student decided as an end of the year gift, um, to get me one bigger. So this is actually 63 ounces. I don't know how many ounces there are in a gallon, but 128. Okay. So this is half a, just about a little shy of half a gallon of water when filled up. There's a little freeze yeah. stick in there, uh, which of nice. course would take some of the volume out. Uh, but anyways, it is good to hear that everything is relatively well with the Manson family. Uh, we are just coming back from our vacation. The school year wrapped up. It is done. Uh, we took a little, took a little break there. So yes, we are, we are a bit behind in our podcasting. Um, but really have we missed a ton of, I wouldn't know. Did you watch Money in the Bank? Yes. All of it? Uh, I think so. Our good friend GQ uh, graced us with his presence, so I'm fairly certain that, yes, we did watch uh, Money in the Bank from beginning to end. Okay. Um, but then I assume from what you said, uh, you have not seen anything since then. Have you watched wrestling since then? I don't think so. Have Was that you last watched... weekend? Have you? Yes. Have you watched Lucha Underground at all? I watched one episode, but that was a couple of weeks back. Um, yeah, so I have not watched. That was it have you, since the hour-long match. Have you watched? There was one episode that I did watch. Yes, I think it was the week after the all-night-long okay. match. But then I haven't seen it probably the last two or three weeks. So no Raw, no SmackDown, no NXT. Obviously, no Two Hundred Five Live, no Lucha nope. Underground. Nope, nope, I'm free. Are you? I'm free, DC, I'm free. It's glorious, it's the most wonderful feeling in the world. But I, but I, I feel light as a feather, floating on a cloud. But I have to tell you. Oh, the joy and sunshine and rainbows that bestow upon me. 
I'm sorry, you were saying? I was saying that each week I, I have to, I worry when we start recording because I'm like, is this going to be the time that Doc Manson breaks out the it's not you, it's me line and thus ends the show? Uh, you know, I doubt are, that. Are you content to continue recording a wrestling podcast when you only watch? Now, granted, you're still going to be watching six-ish hours of wrestling a month with the two pay-per-views. Uh, but you I know. mean, are you comfortable having a co-host that only watches six hours of wrestling a month? Yes, because you know you you are the you are the the life essence of this. Of this show. I am the navigator. You are providing the power. So it's not like I want to go back to recording by myself. I think we all no, know no how. <laughs> no, no one wants no that. No one wants that. <laughs> no, no one. Yeah, sorry. Um, so, no, I, I am content. I just want to make sure this is still enjoyable for you. Um, oh, I I'm, love podcasting. Podcasting I'm, is great. I'm I'm dragging you into the neighborhood draft. That's yeah. starting. Um, I'd like to. I'd like to point out, I did not sign up for the neighborhood draft. You told me you would do it. So how, I how did, did you? But I did not volu- I did not sign up. I did not volunteer. You came to me and said, "Doc, I'm begging you, Doc. I <laughs> need a couple not, more people for some of these brackets. I need to fill them out. We're 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 under we're understaffed. I don't I don't know. No. And so you begged, that, and that is, I relented against. Against my, my my feelings, against my convictions, and I said, okay, I'll be part of your stupid draft. <laughs> Ow. Wow. I bought you pizza. Like I two assumed weeks that ago. was I assumed that was part of the bribe, which is why I agreed to do the draft. Oh man. Uh I just want you to know that I I love you, and I I said that for comic effect. I don't I really mean that. it. I understand that. I but I, I will it doesn't make also, it hurt any less. But I understand. It was a that. joke. It was a joke. I don't think it's stupid. But I will say I have no I real idea what the hell the point of this thing is. Well, okay. So for those people who are listening who also have no idea what the neighborhood draft is. There are fantasy sports. You are aware what sports are, even if you do not watch them. You are aware that they exist. And there yes, are the, yes. There like are cricket. Fam- I'm sorry? Like cricket. That's a Correct. sport. Correct. Are there Bad fantasy name. cricket leagues? I would believe in other countries, yes. Not in America, but I would guess. And again, we're going to be going back to our UK fans uh, to help us continue to learn more about the United Kingdom and the rest of the world. Um, but uh, I would guess that, yes, there is fantasy cricket elsewhere in the country. Because it's, it's a huge sport in, you know, India, in, in Europe, in the great okay, Britain but, area. But this really is not a draft. I mean, it's not a, it's not a fantasy league. It is a no. draft. So, but it's so not what a it fantasy. is is you have these fantasy sports, and then these fantasy sports tend to have mock drafts where you can practice. So that's essentially what this is. Because try as we might, I know Liam Stryker has tried to think about it. I've tried to think about it. We have yet to come up with a way to do. <laughs> You're doing it now in jest, but it happens in reality. You just sink out of camera view. Eventually, I'm talking to the Twinkie box behind you. Um, you know, it, 
it is difficult to come up with a way to actually make fantasy wrestling a reality where you would award points based on appearances or matches or all of those things. Because in fantasy sports, you know, in football, they get scored. You get points for the yards a player accomplishes or the tackles or whatever. Of course, I've never played fantasy football, so I'm sure that's wrong. But in baseball, home runs and RBIs and all of those things. Um, but it's difficult to figure out how to do that in a in an avenue that is predetermined. So I just wanted to do the draft. I think the fun of it is in kind of plotting out a strategy and deciding who you're going to pick, you know, to, to kind of build your roster. So you are going to be the general manager of a wrestling league along with others in your pool. I'm a part of it. Liam is part of it. Chip, Brandon, Nick, uh, DJ. I'm probably missing someone, and I apologize. I intentionally closed out of all those things so I don't get distracted. Um, and in order, I believe you are number three in the random of the eight of us. You are your third pick. So eventually, in order, get... starting with number three. Well, you're the third pick. I think Mitchell. Oh, I forgot Mitchell. Gift of podcast. Mitchell is number one. DJ is number two. You are number three. I am eighth. I didn't intentionally make myself last. It's honestly how it came out when I randomly did it. Um, Is there an advantage to being last? No, there's an advantage. I would say there's an advantage. So what happens is this is called a snake draft. So you start with the number one pick, which would be Mitchell, and it goes all the way down to me. And then I have the last pick of round one and then the first pick of round two. And like a snake, it goes back on itself. So after you pick, there will be probably 10 picks or so in between wait so the first and eighth person get to pick twice in a row yes so that's a pretty big advantage yes but at the same time you being in the middle instead of doing a snake you should you should do it so it goes one to eight for round one one. again well no and then for round two it goes if you want to go in reverse order it goes from seven to one (laughs) no then eight gets to go in that round also <laughs> seven to one followed by eight and that not nah, well like this gets complicated fast you'd have to do a whole moving thing okay never mind yeah no so the one idea, day one day but the then idea Mitchell is, gets to go first every time that's not fair i get to pick twice in a row but then i, I have like to, that at all but then i have to wait cheater 15 picks before i get to pick again so i have to in those two take who i want feasibly for the next three rounds almost because there's going to be a while between picks. So some people like to be in the middle because then you pick every eight or so people and it works out better. But again, I don't think, you know, I'm not as conversant enough in fantasy drafting to know what the advantage would be. Um, Okay. All right. But yes, so you're drafting and again, you're, you're planning out. So you're going to run this promotion for the next, let's say five to 10 years. I know Nick is very, interested in making sure he knows what the the time limit is and so you're picking based on that i don't understand though like okay so you explained to me earlier a little bit if we're if we're doing five to ten years then i I pretend i'm like i'm running this company for five to ten years i want to maybe pick younger guys instead of older guys okay like i get that logic but but my problem here is and again you still haven't gotten to my original question which is i don't understand the point of this league. If, if, if I'm to understand, I don't really know since we're not assigning points based off of how these guys actually do over the course of the next five to 10 years, 
why should it matter whether I pick a young guy or an old guy? I suppose in that sense it doesn't. But again, the the idea is in terms of who's going to pick a winner, usually what we do is once the rosters are compiled, the drafters, if they wish to, and you don't have to do this, they usually write a couple of paragraphs that kind of explain their strategy and how they would do things going forward. So, for example, to try to answer you, and then at the end, let me try to answer your question. first. Um, we offer, we put up a poll to see who we think would have the best roster. So that would be how you determine a winner. But you really don't have to do it that way, which is why... You know, the fact that Nick is really into this, I love it, but it's not necessarily, you know, so for example, I'm going to spoil things a little bit. I'm holding in my back pocket. I haven't done a draft board or anything where I've really made a list of like and prioritized who my guys are. I mean, I'm just going to pick three man band for my like. You can't. They have not been. They were not a trio in the last 12 months. You cannot pick three MB. But for example, Uh... somebody's going to want to pick Chris Jericho. Because Chris Jericho okay. has been a wrestler. Now, you could say Chris Jericho is likely not going to wrestle in five to ten years, so that might not be a very good pick. But again, that part really doesn't matter. You pick the roster that you want. If you want Chris Jericho, I would be saving him in rounds five or six to kind of, you know, because again, and then if I'm making my case, Chris Jericho finishes out his active career and then he's there as a manager or an announcer or an authority figure. He's going to be involved in wrestling in some form or fashion. So, okay, so basically this is a popularity contest. That's the point. At some point, we're going to put up a poll where people are going to vote on whoever's roster they like more, whether it's because they like the roster more, if they like the person you're making more. Me, you're or... making me regret doing this at all. We'll just say that right now. Why? Because you were fun. We're doing it for fun. We're doing it for the fun. I don't have fun. You should know that about me. You do have fun. I have watched you have fun before. Have you? Yes. I can't think of a specific time, but I'm sure it's happened. Ah! I thought so. Um, But, you know, we're doing it for the... But yes, in the end, people would vote on... And again, it depends on people. So, for example, one of the draft pools decided to start on their own. Um, Glenn, our good buddy Glenn, has a strategy that I'm pretty sure I figured out where he is only drafting talents from the UK or, like, indie talents who appear on the UK. So he went ahead and drafted... His first pick is a guy named Jack Sexsmith, who I've never heard of. Um, but apparently, is but a big so if deal. this is a but see if this is a popularity contest, that's a bad strategy, Glenn. Because if but nobody knows who this wrestler is, they're not think... going to vote for your roster. Yes, but I don't think he specifically is going for it as a popularity contest. He's doing it to have fun, and if he was booking a promotion, I think he would obviously <sighs> want to pick a UK heavy promotion. I see. So. So again, that's the you know that is the essence. We t- when we talked about it, you said, "Well, my natural instinct is to obstruct," and I said that would be fine. So if you want to draft Bob Backlund, go for it. I can't draft Bob Backlund. He hasn't wrestled in the last twelve months. Has he has he? been active in wrestling for the last twelve months. So you can draft like Mick who? Foley. Like how? He was managing Darren Young in the last twelve. That months. That was his last twelve months. 
Yes, yeah, so since June of 2016. So somebody oh, in another group... I have no memory for this. Somebody in another group drafted Stone Cold Steve Austin because he technically appeared on Raw once in the last 12 months. I don't know that but, that should have counted as a pick, but the group was fine with it, so I went with it. But, okay, if he drafted him, he, he didn't draft him as a wrestler, right? Because He can say he's going to, you know, you could draft Daniel Bryan and say, I don't care what the doctors say, I'm going to let him wrestle. That is your that is your choice as GM, if you wanted to. You could draft Mick Foley and say you're going to have so I could So I could just make... A murder league where every <laughs> single match, someone was probably going to die. I mean, that's yes. awful. Why would yes. you let people do this? Why would you let D- Daniel Bryan Danielson wrestle? I wouldn't, but I'm not the GM who's going to probably draft him. You Somebody just else suggested will. it. Because it was been. It's, I'm sure that's going to happen. Is somebody? He's a, he has a wife. He has a child. The sanctity of life, man. You can't draft the baby. Ooh, I can't. Are you sure? I think there were photos. Weren't there photos? With the third pick, Doc Manson. Oh, I am taking Birdie Birdie Joe Danielson. Oh, I am. And then with the second round, you draft Maxwell Hardy, and you just create the the child wrestling league. That all right? So. Do you have any other questions before we actually talk about the wrestling of the day before we get into our emails? Um you can draft I mean t- What? Do they have to be if wait. So it can just be active anywhere in the world. It doesn't matter if it's yeah. WWE or not. Yeah. So like you if, could draft you could draft, you know, Okada or Tanahashi wait, wait, from but, New Japan. Well, hold on. Can I draft Bobby the Brain Heenan? Because he's was at like WrestleCon. No, that's not act. That's not a wrestling federation. But that's a convention. It's a different. But thing. it's it's still active in wrestling, in the industry. If you can find proof that he appeared at an indie show, yes, you can draft Bobby the Brain Heenan if you think that's a good choice. But like, let's say he he signed an autograph at the wrestling con. That's he, not a wrestling promotion. If WWE put on access and somebody showed up, then maybe you have a case to make. But again, that still wouldn't be on. Why is why is access better than WrestleCon? WrestleCon is not being put on by a professional wrestling promotion. What if it was being put on is. by What's Culture? Was he at a What Culture WrestleCon? I don't know, but what if he was? Then it's fine. If you think a good pick is Bobby the Brain Heenan in his present condition, then go for it. If you want to spend a pick on Bobby the Brain Heenan, that is just fine. Hmm. Hmm. All right. I think if any other ideas or questions come to me, you will be the first to know. You know where to find me. All right. So the draft is happening. It's starting this weekend, it should be exciting. Most people will have fun with it. And then perhaps mm. later, one thing that people have talked about is doing a draft all time, which means any wrestler of any age. If you want to draft Hulk Hogan, you can draft Hulk Hogan. If you want to draft Ravishing Rick Rude or Roddy Piper or the original Gorgeous George, you can. You want to draft Abe Lincoln, technically was a wrestler, it would be okay. So, 
But that's a draft for a later date. Um, what if I wanted to draft like Beth Phoenix? Because she appeared at the Hall of Fame? Yeah. If it were solely up to me, which it's not, I would say no. But then again, she appeared at WrestleMania. So she did. Yeah. Actually, then that would be fine. Any Hall of Fame. She didn't is okay. wrestle, though. Is, is that the no. bar? They have to no, wrestle? No, because Mick Foley, Mick Foley appeared. Now, you could, you know, you, some people would argue they have to appear as part of a storyline. Because technically, Todd Chrisley was in the crowd <gasps> at, a, at a show. You could draft Todd Chrisley. I am drafting <laughs> Todd Chrisley. You can just mark that down for the first round picks. Nobody else is going to you know, somebody's going to draft somebody's going to try to draft Rob Gronkowski or whatever and make like this celebrity wrestling promotion, but you know, again, it's up to the group at large, you know, if the group is okay with it, I don't mind. What were your thoughts on money in the bank? And I know we're going to come back to this draft cuz you will have more questions. But let's let's move on for right now. Money in the bank. Let's start with the elephant in the room. I don't want to spend a super amount of time on it. I heard Jason, Liam, and Bill talk about it for about an hour between the post show and this week's NAI pod. Not that that's a bad thing, but they've covered all of it. Um, the women's money in the bank. Yep. Your thoughts, Doc Manson at Doc Manson. Well, I mean, I'd say it wasn't that great of a match. I think there were some good moments, but... Overall, I, I never really got that feeling that history had been made. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I felt it, like overall it was lacking for me. Okay. And your thoughts on the way it ended? Are are you as offended as some people are that a man climbed and got the briefcase for a woman? I'm not offended. But, again, given that this was the first women's money in the bank match. Again, I don't feel offended, but I do feel, I don't know, cheated. Like you couldn't just let the first one of these just go to its natural conclusion. You couldn't just let someone in there. You you couldn't just pick someone in there to just win it. Like, I don't know. And at the same time, you know, wrestling is a storyline. The storyline that they're telling is fine. That's probably why I'm not offended. Like, okay, they did. They still chose Carmella. They chose Carmella to have it, at least until SmackDown, you know, happened or whatever. But um, So you are aware, even though you didn't watch, you are aware that next week on SmackDown, we're going to do this all again. Apparently. And that's, 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 I think, what gets me the most. Again, I'm not offended. But as you know, I, I don't like it when they just spin their wheels um, with storylines. I like them to just pick a direction and go. So in this particular case, I just, again, it, it just feels like you made a decision that, that just guarantee that I don't know, didn't guarantee, but based off of what you're doing has just now wasted another two weeks. Like, is that really necessary? You couldn't have just let one of them have it and started building a program like you are with Baron Corbin. Like, I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't care for the story that they're telling as usual, but, I won't say I'm offended. I just, I do just wish, I just okay. wish they had just gone with something. I guess. Well, I, th- I think that is a very rational way of handling it. You cannot like it and still be fine with it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I um, mean, and even still, like I'm fine. I'm honestly fine with what happened. If they wanted James Ellsworth to take that thing down, give it to Carmella, and Carmella was going to be Ms. Money in the Bank, and they were just going to go with that. Okay, you have no problem with that. 
Not, I mean, not really. Again, I do. Do I wish that Charlotte had climbed that ladder, or uh, I don't know, Natalia, someone else who was in that match that I like, Tamina. I don't think I like anybody else in that match. So uh, Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte or Carmella, I guess, would have been who I would have wanted to win anyways. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know. I'm fine with it, you know, again, like you said, could it have ended better perhaps, but I'm looking at this big picture and I'm going, okay, we're going to have a Money in the Bank match not take place at a Money in the Bank pay-per-view. And I think that in and of itself is a very good thing that might justify all of this because one of the things that a lot of people have said is, you know, again, we talk about these gimmick pay-per-views. Do we need to have a pay-per-view solely revolving around money in the bank when you can no. call it Great Balls of Fire or Tutti Fruity <laughs> or all of that stuff? So, I mean, back so in again, the day, money in the bank was at WrestleMania. Yeah. Just go back to that. I liked that. I'm fine with money in the bank happening maybe more than once a year. You don't have to have it happen necessarily. You know, it shouldn't happen every month, but I'm okay well, with it happening ra- at random events. Like, you're going to put Money in the Bank on, on a SmackDown? Good for you. You know what they should do with Money in the Bank, honestly? It should just be that there's always a briefcase in play. Yes. Yes. So and once so, somebody cashes exactly, in... Exactly. I have said that before. If Baron I mean, Corbin cashes in on SmackDown, then the very next... You know, then the very next pay-per-view, you have a Money in the Bank match. It doesn't have to happen at a specific pay-per-view. I mean, I guess I get it. You can only tell so many storylines with the briefcase before it would just become tired and worn. and be like, oh, okay, the champion has to watch their back from the next person with the briefcase. I mean, I get that that could become sort of a trudge to get through if they were just doing it constantly. So I guess maybe I don't wish that that was actually mm-hmm. the case. But... Somewhere in the middle, somewhere there's a happy medium in there somewhere where you get it more than once a year. Or what you do is Baron Corbin cashes in. Okay, so now Raw gets the next money in the bank. It jumped with two brands. And now, and again, I don't mind. I don't think you need the money in the briefcase holder to have that be the only thing that they're relevant for. Like, they can also happen to have the briefcase, but they can be involved in a blood feud with somebody else, and the best cash-ins are the ones that come by surprise. You know, Dean Ambrose won and cashed in on the same night. It was like, well, you just wasted that whole potential storyline now, because now there's no briefcase for another year. Um, But again, I don't have a problem with it in that sense. Um, It'll be interesting to see what they decide to do with... This, you know, is it going to go to someone like Becky Lynch or Charlotte? Is it going to, is Carmella going to win it again on her own merits? You know, could there potentially be a sixth person added? Again, that's probably unlikely, but do you throw a monkey wrench in? That was something about the pay-per-view that bothered me. The fact that, uh, there, I guess, I don't know if it was rumors or what, but I was waiting there for there to be a sixth participant in that match. Mm -hmm. And then there was no one. Yeah, I can't tell if there was supposed to be a sixth person or if just fans collectively got their hopes up that there would be. I mean, Lana was saying, put me in the match. So I guess we kind of assumed off of that that there was a sixth spot, but they never necessarily explicitly said, I want the sixth spot. It's just that put me in the match also is what she was saying, I guess. What did you think of Lana in her performance against Naomi? 
I think she performed as well as Naomi performs. I think she was better than ex- better than most people expected. Was she perfect? No, but she was a serviceable wrestler, especially like you said. She and Naomi seemed to be at times on equal footing, um, and you know that character is going to work on SmackDown. Yeah. So the problem I had with the match is since they are on equal footing, um, Naomi can have very good matches with talents who are better than she is. I've said this yeah. before. And I feel Lana will be able to do the same. But putting the two of them together in a match did not do either of them any favors. It just accentuated the weaknesses. But there were still plenty of high points. I don't mean Mm -hmm. to be completely negative. I think Lana had a very good showing. I liked some of her various moves. That was it sit down like powerbomb type thing she does. Uh, I like quite a bit. And it actually looks impactful. Yeah. yeah, so like I think she'll. I think she will have buster. some good matches with other people. No. Well, and I, I think you know you have to. You can't always put the very talented up there against the not very talented. Sometimes the lesser talented people do need to wrestle each other, and it they proved you can have a fine match with that. So and that I don't was, mean to, but but I don't. I, well, I don't want you to take my point away as being that these are lesser talented people. I don't mean I don't, they're not lesser talents. They're they're middling talents. They're. You know they're 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 not the high of the high, but I don't think they're bad by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think Naomi is bad. No, but they're not in the same tier as Charlotte or Becky Lynch or even Natalia. You know, those sure. three are very capable wrestlers. I'm sure you would put Charlotte above the other two, um, mm, and then below that know. you have your Carmella and Tamina and Lana and Naomi, which are just fine. Like having a roster of seven women all of whom are fairly talented, is nothing to sneeze at. I think Becky and Natalia might be better wrestlers than Charlotte in terms of the in-ring work, but in terms of like the overall package character, uh, etc., I, I put Charlotte above the other two. N- Natalia, I just, as always, we have talked about many times, just have some difficulty, um, especially with the characters that she's had as mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say as of late, but kind of period. Um, Baron Corbin is your male briefcase winner. I have no problem with that. It's good for his character. It's good for him to do something. It makes me really not care about that title scene, though, because it was already Jinder Mahal. I'm just that's what that's. I mean, it was already Jinder Mahal versus Randy Orton. Throwing Baron Corbin into the mix doesn't do a lot for me. I think Baron Corbin's holding this briefcase for a while. I don't think he's going to really enter the main event scene until I think it's I think you're past right. SummerSlam. You know, I think he's going to cash in down the road somewhere. Um, but you know, I, and again, you know, that's I've never been a huge. You know, I'm always kind of the maven of the mid card, so I was very excited. You missed a great match, Chad Gable versus Kevin Owens, on. SmackDown, the U.S. Open Challenge is back, or the Kevin Owens Face of America Open Challenge, which is inevitably just leading to John Cena coming back in two weeks, but I'm okay with that because Kevin Owens and John Cena have great matches, so I'm fine watching another one of those. Um, But yeah, you know, I I don't know what's exactly going on with Jinder Mahal. I will admit I skipped that segment. Um... I don't know who he's wrestling, if he's going to wrestle Orton again, if he's moving on to someone else. 
you know, there's going to be another SmackDown pay-per-view between now and SummerSlam, so we'll we'll have to see what happens there. But I have no problem with Corbin with the briefcase. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else happened on that show. The Usos and New Day was a good match. Kofi Kingston is a daredevil for doing the nasty plunge off the top rope. Okay. Breezango was good versus the Ascension. Yeah, that was a last minute add to the card, right? The the fashion vice or whatever it was. Yeah, I mean, that the, was with the phone that says "Property of Polly" on it. Yeah, I thought I liked the I liked the fact that they made it onto that show. Yeah. I was sort of concerned that with the new day having returned, that the fashion police were going to disappear. Yeah, so yeah. I'm glad that they, they, were they not are on, maintaining they were, a presence. They were not on SmackDown, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. But they, there was yeah. no Breezango segment on. Um, Raw, the return of Braun Strowman. You missed it again, but he's back. His miraculous return out of the ambulance. Yeah, feuding with Roman Reigns, so it, you know I care about that. I hey, he got a Braun Strowman got a massive crowd reaction. Like they were super excited to see him. I'm, I'm glad that Braun Strowman is back. He, as I said when he left was probably week to week the consistently most entertaining part of yes. Monday Night Raw. Well, and it's interesting so. to note, I would be curious to know if you've watched Raw since his injury. I don't think I have. So, you know, if, if we're, you know, we're coming down to Great Balls of Fire, Joe versus Lesnar. I hope that's not a one-time deal, but it likely is. If we get anything that could potentially involve Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar, life is good. So, yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, you know, Raw was, you know, I enjoyed it myself personally because Bo Dallas was in two segments. No, three segments. Um, so that was exciting for me as a Bo Dallas fan. I'm glad he's going to be on TV more I, as as a Bo Lever. He's part of Miz's entourage. I'm fine with that. That that's an interesting thing for Bo and Curtis Axel to do. Uh, you know, he looks Bo Dallas has never looked more like a Wyatt family member than he did. He had like the black gloves, you know, he he looked like he was heading that route. I doubt it's where we're going, but I'm still gonna believe in that. Um But yeah, and then, you know, I, I have yet to watch it. I was in the middle of watching NXT when we decided to record. Cassius Ono and Aleister Black are going to have a good match, I have a feeling. So that'll be good. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if I like Cassius Ono yet. Uh, I've seen well, a this few would of be his a, matches, but... This would be a good match to see, because Cassius, yeah. you like Aleister Black. I know you like him, so... Oh, yeah, he's good. Um, oh, you know what else I'm excited about, speaking of NXT? Yes. The return of the greatest announcer... Mauro Ranallo, back to back to the NXT broadcast booth. Back to the broadcast booth. I, I'm very glad I, to see that. I am glad to see that. I, you know, some people were giving WWE criticism for, you know, trying to make it, you know, make some publicity out of it. And I'm like, WWE is going to make publicity out of everything, which is why they're a public company. They, you know, yeah. they're, they're going to no, make publicity. But, and, but it's great because it's going to, it's going to. I just. I don't know if you saw the footage at the live show when Triple H in yes. introduced him. Yes. It was yes, great. Yes, the bipolar rock and roller. 
is how he was introduced. <laughs> I wasn't sure whether that was the wisest way to reintroduce this man into our lives, but hey, I, I think they it is gonna are be at least having e- some fun with it. It is going to be much easier for him. He won't have to deal with the hectic schedule. He won't have to deal with all, the, all of the pressure. And you know what? NXT, which was already doing some pretty good things is now going to be even more fun with him and Nigel McGuinness and the other guy, Percy Watson as the, uh, as the announced team. So good. all I good like all Nigel. Around. I like Nigel on that announced team. I like Nigel and Moro are going to be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And Percy Watson will chime in from time to time. Yeah. All right. Um, ring of honor had a pay-per-view, uh, last night and Cody Rhodes is your new ring of honor world champion. Yeah. The good American nightmare, huh? The American Nightmare defeating Christopher Daniels. You knew when Daniels won it, he was holding it to just give to somebody, and that's a perfect transition there. Um, so good for him. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Young Bucks are still the tag team champions. I think Dalton Castle and the boys are the new six-man tag team champions. And I think Kushida is still the television champion. Not that you necessarily know who any of those are. but Not any idea. That's okay, but Ring of Honor, I heard, had a good show. Um, if I felt like paying $40 to watch pay-per-views, I would watch it and enjoy it. But right. I don't. Uh, let's get to our emails. We've kind of covered you know, the world of wrestling. We've got a bunch of emails, ddtwrestling at gmail.com. Um, I, I've left some of them, you know, some of our spam emails that we can read if we want to, or we can get rid of them depending on time. But the first one comes from one of our great English listeners, and this comes from Kevin Johnson. Would you like me to read this one? Okay. Just because usually I read the long ones. Uh, greetings, oh, DC. Oh, I, and... I, had, I hadn't opened it. My, oh. my lord. Okay. Greetings, DC and Doc, from sunny England. Hello to my fellow Brit Contingency 2. From listening to this weekend's podcast, there were a few questions raised, which I hope I can help with as I work for a tea company. Yes. Yes. Black tea is the most common type of tea, accounting for up to 85% of total tea consumption in the Western world. Black tea is fully oxidized and has darker appearance, stronger flavor, and higher caffeine content compared to other teas. The caffeine content in black tea is still around half the level of coffee. I drank a cup of coffee on vacation. It was disgusting. Shut up. Often black teas can be consumed with sugar, milk, or lemon, and offer some of the same health benefits as other teas. I All like right. that health benefits are underlined. He, I think he linked It's it. a link. He linked it. He's trying yeah, he to sell us on tea. Yes, well, he works for a tea company. <laughs> so you have to consider the source. I'm it's sorry, true. Kevin. Earl Grey is the most popular flavored tea in Britain and on the Starship Enterprise. It is prepared by adding extract of bergamot, a citrus fruit to black tea. I've never heard of bergamot. It was created in the huh. 1800s to mask the flavor of cheap tea and to pass <laughs> it off as expensive tea. Although many supermarket shelves are still filled with the cheaper varieties, it is possible now to buy premium Earl Grey, which has been created by infusing the finest blend of black tea with the best Italian bergamot. Or bergamot. Frankifying. <laughs> the tea in a tea bag would most likely come from four to six different countries, depending on taste profiles. Black tea comes from India, China, Argentina, Kenya, plus many more. Would you have guessed that Kenya makes tea? 
probably, but only because I had a lab mate from Kenya once. Oh, that's true. Yeah. These all have different flavor profiles, so the manufacturers would mix them together in a rather large blender to get a consistent flavor and color all year round. If there is a shortage of tea from one country, they may need to buy from another, which could affect the taste. I believe it was Pav from sunny Manchester, northern Nelly, who said he drinks Yorkshire tea. The only thing that makes this Yorkshire is the area it is put in a bag. All the tea is grown from the aforementioned countries to create that flavor that everyone loves. I'm learning quite a bit. Me too. Now, it was discussed, do you have tea from just one country? This is possible. There are many regions, for example, in India where tea is grown. Awesome, Darjeeling, oh wait, Awesome, known for strong, Darjeeling, earthly and slightly weaker, and these are packed into more specialty boxes and will be more expensive. They are I've also seen known... those. I had no idea what that meant, I, but I see, I've seen boxes that said that on it. They are also known as single estates, as they come from a single area or plantation. There okay. is also a common misconception that green tea that's, and white tea... That's, that's sort of kind of like... Uh... Like a single barrel, like if we're talking about bourbon or whiskey, like it's just from one source here. Okay. As opposed to a a mix. All right. Now go, go. I'm sorry. Continue. Continue. There is also a common misconception that green tea and white tea are healthy and caffeine free. This is incorrect. They come from the same tea bush. The only difference is how long they are left out in the sun to oxidize. So green tea and white tea are healthier due to the higher levels of antioxidants, but still have caffeine. These are not so much a traditional drink, but are increasing in popularity as more people try to be healthy. I have heard of green tea. I have not heard of white tea. Yeah, white tea is good. Tea is a UK stable tradition. We have afternoon tea served in many hotels and restaurants. The tea is served up in teapots, two or three tea bags left in, depending on personal preference. It is imperative not to leave the tea bag in for too long, or you run the risk of making a stewed cuppa. These are consumed in the afternoon over a conversation between friends and family with sandwiches and small cakes. Very much finger food. I'm sorry this is a long-winded email, but I wanted to try and help clear up any questions. I heard whilst driving to work on a Monday morning to indeed go and sell some tea. All the best, and hope this was helpful, yet somewhat boring. At KJohn007, this was not boring at all. This was and why And why would you hope... <laughs> that it was helpful it was yet somewhat well you were you're hoping that it was somewhat boring why why would you hope that why would you write something that you hope was boring i think he figured it would be educational it would be very informative and many you know you can't all be like my favorite one my favorite author of the moment bill bryson we'll talk about that on dc and doc talk i've learned so much about the world doc manson at doc manson i've learned so much going to have to have some science conversation okay all right all right the next one oh <laughs> i'll read this one too um this one comes from our good friend simon and it's it's titled biscuits mm. greetings from windy manchester i hope this email finds you well the discussion this week has been about me finally opening the gift box of twinnings tea My go-to tea, English breakfast, has been challenged for its top position unexpectedly by Awesome Blend, which we now know what that is thanks to Kevin's email, although I don't know why you would call it a blend since it is, I believe, a single estate. It is unashamedly gone for top spot. I don't think it has to be a single estate. It should just be from the region, but not necessarily a single estate. Okay, that might be it. 
It has unashamedly gone for top spot, rather like Triple H. Awesome might be my new favorite. The Earl, isn't Awesome a member of Authors of Pain? I think he is. That's Occam. Occam, and what's it, Razar? Razar, Bebop and Rocksteady. Right, them. The Earl Grey was delightful and was fruity, but still required milk. The varieties renaming in the tea box are the ones you drink without milk. Tea without milk is odd for me, but I'll be in touch next week to let you know how that goes. The ceremonial aspect of tea drinking that you seemed interested in last week isn't one I usually go for. I've seen the tea shops where they bring a selection of tiny cakes and strawberry tarts. Tiny cakes. Strawberry tarts. And I have dabbled in those afternoon tea things when I've been to London. They have salmon sandwiches and cucumber sandwiches cut into tiny triangles. It's all very lovely and British. Salmon sandwich. Pass. And good luck to everyone who's like... I need to know more about these salmon sandwiches, Simon. (laughs) I said they were gross initially, but now I'm thinking about it. Is it salmon, like a side of salmon? Like you're just going to like... Like, you got a fish, you're going to cut off a hunk, like, you're going to, like, you know, grill up some salmon, like, it's a piece of salmon. Or are they doing... it's, like, bagel and lox. You know, like, or, okay, is it, like, lox, where it's a thin slice thing, or is it smoked? Or is it, like, like you know, a tuna fish sandwich here, where you mix it up with mayonnaise and... Salmon salad? You shred it, and it's no. not... I'm guessing it is, like, lox. It is a thin piece of salmon, almost sushi-style or sashimi-style, in between two pieces of lovely, light English bread. But me, uh, give me okay. a mug, decent tea, and a good biscuit to dunk, and I'm happy. DC? Yes. What? What are the ingredients of a cucumber sandwich? Uh, I believe it is bread, cucumber, and I want to say it's like a cream cheese sort of thing. I've had them before. Huh. Um, hmm. <laughs> not something you, you expected to find? You put tomatoes on sandwiches. People eat tomato sandwiches. It's a, it's a, it's a fruit with seeds. <laughs> oh, right. oh! I've missed you, Doc Manson. At Doc Manson. Oh, um, ready? Oreo cookies are good for dunking in milk, but not tea. Britain okay, has yep. Britain has oat biscuits called hobnobs that are excellent for dunking because they don't fall apart once you have dunked them in your tea. I used to like chocolate and caramel digestive biscuits. That sounds a digestive biscuit? It sounds medicinal. Yes, quite. Because the biscuit base is strong enough and the chocolate and caramel on top melts and goes all gooey. Mm. Dunking itself is a science. Dunk too long with a thin brand of biscuit and it might fall in your tea. Too brief and there's no point even dunking at all. Biscuit choice is therefore crucial. We do indeed have the Bischoff Lotus Biscuits Doc mentioned last week, and they are a personal favorite. They're delicious. There are pictures on my real-life Twitter of the thing... Real quick, Chloe. I need to know more about these Bischoff Lotus Biscuits. I know I've eaten (laughs) them, but I'm... No, the packaging here says they're like Britain's favorite cookie, or biscuit rather, uh, to go with coffee. So my question is, do you have them with tea also, or are they purely... A coffee biscuit. I I need to know. Okay. I'm sorry. Continue. There are pictures of my real-life Twitter of the things I have found this week in discussion with Mrs. Manson. In terms of wrestling, I abandoned the current product this week to write about Saturday night's main event from 1992. 
See, at 10.30 on Sunday night, I became an uncle. Congratulations nice. to you. So I started thinking about all the wrestling I could introduce my nephew to in my new role as cool uncle. And the first <laughs> thing I ever watched was a tag match with Sid and Hulk Hogan versus The Undertaker and someone else on Saturday night's main event in 1992, just before WrestleMania 8. Well, that would be odd because 1992 is the Royal Rumble where Sid kind of turned on Hulk Hogan. So I would be interested to know the date on that, but I, I could be wrong. Anyway, when he hugs says, to you fine gentlemen. When he says, and someone else, is are we? Is that, is I'm he hiding he someone's identity? No, is I think someone... he didn't know. I would guess it's Ric Flair based, oh. on, the, based on the time. Okay. Um, anyway, hugs to you fine gentlemen and Mrs. Manson. The Oreo and Tea Chronicles will continue. Shout out to the DDT Brit Pack. And yeah, I tried to be brief, but it didn't work. Simon, wrestling Twitter is at fake sport monkey. So thank you again. Very two very uh, helpful emails here. Continuing right. our education. Um, I will take the next one. Hello there. <laughs> the Lord's richest blessings be upon you and your loved ones. We have a good creative team to design and develop website for your business. We are offering a great offer to get a new and old ones business website. If you are interested, then I can send you our past work details, company information, and an affordable quotation with the best offer. With thanks and kind regards, New Delhi, India? Like The entire city sent yeah, us an email. That's amazing. I think they and crowdsourced you know, that. I don't know. But what's n nice is they can help us. I'm not going to respond to them, but you can, because um, we can find out if they have fantasy cricket. There we go. This next one comes in from Mitchell Monroe. If Oscar were a pro wrestler, what would his ring name, gimmick, and finisher be? You're going to have to help me out with this one, DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. Uh, if well, Oscar were a pro wrestler, I think Wouldn't maybe he'd be, be the junkyard dog. I don't know. Wouldn't it be just Oscar? Like, it's a one name. You know, he's he's a one name dog. He's like he's you know. But he can't be the junkyard dog because he doesn't come from a junkyard. The cul-de-sac dog. Could we call him the okay. cul-de-sac dog? Well, it's a it's a starting off point. It's a platform. He wears a sweater vest. <laughs> and uh, argyle, of course. Horn horn rimmed spectacles. Would he be a heel? I feel like if you're gonna wear argyle in front of a wrestling audience today. You have to be a heel. You have to be doing it. I don't it. know if that face can be a heel. Like I that, don't know. You know he can be you're a You're going to get a close-up on his face during a promo, and he's going to lick the camera, and, and the world's going to fall in love with him. Mm. Argyle or not. I think for a finisher, he would have to do some sort of, like, uh, it would be boring, probably. I think it would be, like, some sort of back stretch of some kind, an abdominal stretch, because he's so long that he'd be able to stretch his opponent far beyond what their backs were meant to handle. Yeah. You know, I think he'd be able to use that, that physical quirk of his to his advantage. I think you're right. So there we go. They called the sack right. dog. And, you know, we can come up with a name, the Dachshund Stretch. I was gonna yeah, there we go. The, with the Dachshund Stretch. There you go. Or, I mean, we could go with the whole German thing, right? I mean, Dachshunds are German. We could... Do something very tasteful with that, I'm sure. Das Oscar. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to move on. 
Hi, greetings for the day. Hope you are doing well. I was surfing through your website and realized that despite having a great design, it was not ranking on any of the search engines, Google and Bing. Yeah, but you didn't check Alta Vista. For most of the keywords relating to your business. I work as freelancer from last three years in the field of digital marketing, and I have been able to generate great results like improving conversion rates and lead generation. I helped over 20 businesses rank on the first page ranking on Google, even though the most competitive industries. Let me know if you are interested and I will create a proposal so you can see exactly where you rank compared to your competitors. Best regards, Mohit. I don't need him to tell us where we rank compared to our competitors. At the bottom. The bottom. Correct. Thank you. All right. Oh, it's here. It's here. It's here. We've been waiting for weeks and weeks. The return just when you thought it was safe to go back into the neighborhood. Let's hear from Pav. Hey, guys. Sorry for not giving notice about my return. I thought it would be better to make it a surprise. I mean, what egomaniac hypes their own return? Surprise! I'm back! My question is based off an interaction I had with DC on Twitter in March, where I embarrassingly said, how cool would it be if Bray Wyatt attempted, not succeeded, to burn down Randy Orton's tour bus after he burned his house? DC, who I assume was bemused, did not reply which is the first clue in vignette one of a picture of girls playing hopscotch as they look innocent. And innocent children would have been harmed had Bray did that. Yes, folks, Bray Wyatt was used well merely a couple months ago. Hard to believe. This brings me to my question. What is he talking about? I don't know. What is the worst fantasy booking idea you have heard from a fan? Um, my. possibly this one time I heard about this guy who thought that maybe... In response to having his house burned down by Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt should burn down his tour bus. Here's Pavs getting back to oh, his right. email. Oh, right, sorry, yeah. In the lead-up to Brock Lesnar versus John Cena at Night of Champions 2014, a fan in a comment section, we can choose whether to disclose the site name, and we won't, a fan in a dirt sheet comment section suggested Nikki Bella cost Cena the match and Lesnar passionately snog slash kiss her on the ramp. I Cena... read that and I thought it said Lesnar passionately snogged her on the rump. <laughs> and I've had that vision in my head. And well, Nikki, like, you know, she's got one. While Cena and Sable do things in the ring the next day. Which leads me to the clue in my final vignette of a snake trapping its body round an egg, as making Brock Lesnar play a suplex playboy is trapping him from being a beast. Needless to say, the idea in 2014 was met with derision. So what is the worst you have heard? For the sake of Doc's health, I'll reply to your tea question next week, <laughs> due to how long this email is. Doc shouts, Hallelujah! Hallelujah! It's great to be back, and I hereby decree... Anyone who leaves DDT Pod for more than a month must send vignettes before returning, just not weeks before job interviews or business meetings. The P underscore A underscore V. Um, the worst fan I've probably given the worst fantasy booking ideas myself. I come up with a lot of them. Yeah, I can't you do. Think of, I can't think of one specifically. I mean, I, I, I was going to say, um, 
you know, Pav, I'm, I'm just kidding when I say you had the worst one earlier in the email. Because I, I, I can't, I also can't be specific, but I know it's got to be something that DC Matthews has bounced on I didn't air. mean it seriously, but just last week I suggested that James Ellsworth was going to win the briefcase and then become known as Jane Ellsworth. And literally, he was going to try to cash in with a wig a la Santina Morella. That's a pretty bad idea. That's one of the worst. Thank you. I hit my microphone mm. again, so this episode is complete. <laughs> yeah. Our <laughs> final email. Hello. I hope this email finds you well. This is Alexander Antonio. I would love to know if you are available for martial art. And do you accept credit card for payment? Kindly get back to me ASAP. Regards, Alexander Antonio. Sent from my Verizon Wireless 4G LTE smartphone. Um, Did I read one real email? Oh, Mitchell's. I read Mitchell's. Okay, fair enough. Yes. Fair no. Enough. Um, well, Alexander Antonio. What is with all the spam? If that is your real name. Uh, we are available for martial art. We don't know any, but we're available for it. Uh, and I will certainly accept your credit card for payment. Um, so there I you guess go. so. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, all right there, Doc Manson. <clears throat> it's been a while, but what is your piece of positivity mm. here in the world of wrestling? Is it uh, that you mo- haven't it's going to be Moro Ronaldo's return to wrestling. Fair enough. That's a very good one. That is a very good one indeed. Mine is, uh, not surprisingly, the fact that, um, you know, wrestling continues, SmackDown specifically, but moreover, it continues to be the land of opportunity. We're going to get Bo Dallas doing something. Um, Chad Gable impressed in his U.S. Open Challenge. uh, And Luke Harper wrestled the world champion. Even if he lost, he wrestled the world champion. So... For the wrestlers that I like, who I'm going to be looking to draft in the neighborhood draft, it was a good week. So I will take that. It was enjoyable today to sit down after my vacation and catch up on the world of WWE. I enjoyed it very much. Very Uh, nice. So Doc Manson at Doc Manson, is there anything else you you would like to say before we head out into that good Saturday afternoon? I don't think so. I just would like to say, I guess, a little bit about how how very sorry I am that we did not have any DDT wrestling for you these past two weeks, but I am glad to be back on the wagon. Well, I I am glad as well. You know, I, I didn't mind the break. I think it was good for everyone to get a break. Hopefully you all enjoyed it and did some other things that are exciting. Um, I am very excited to be back as well, and I am excited to see how much Doc Manson hates being part of this draft because it's going to be. I think by round four, he's just like, I don't care, and he's just going to start randomly picking whatever that guy's name B Famous B. He's going to pick B Famous B in his fourth <laughs> round pick, and it's just going to go enough. downhill from there. Uh, he is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. Uh, thanks for sticking with us there, neighborhood, and until we meet again, my friends. We will see you around that glorious neighborhood.